0: I was a teen mom, suicidal, depressed, homeless, broke, and broken. I struggled with money, relationships, and my mindset. One day I woke up and said, something has to change. Welcome to the Align and Grow Rich podcast. I'm your host, Tidra Chanel, and I'm going to teach you how to go from broke to boss, from negative to positive, and from lackluster to luxury. I have unlocked the secret to manifesting my every desire by transforming my identity. So, join me each week while I teach you how to align and grow rich. Okay, welcome to Align and Grow Rich, Dr. Erin. Before we get into the meat and potatoes of the episode, I always like for my guests to introduce themselves and tell us what your zone of genius is.
1: Thank you, Tidra. Hello all the listeners. So I um, my name's Dr. Aaron and the doctor comes from I am a psychologist. So I was a psychologist for many years in private practice and now I am a high performance mentor. I've been doing the coaching and consulting and uh, speaking for about six years. Um, love to work with high performing entrepreneurs, CEOs, leaders, teams. Uh, We have three kids. They're 20, 17, and 11. And I'm married to Garth, the love of my life.
0: And that's a little bit about us. So when you say you work with like high ticket, or
1: would you call it high? Oh, yes. You asked what's my zone of genius. High performers. Yes. Yeah, high performers.
0: How did you get there?
1: You know, I've always studied If I look back in my life, I always studied just people that had success or that were happy. And, you know, my first person I studied was Oprah. I mean, I was just a devout Oprah watcher and lover. And I I just always read all of those kind of books and um, was always fascinated with just chasing excellence, and being excellent, I, I just kind of was born that way. I don't remember a time when I wasn't that way, but um, and I always knew I wanted to be a psychologist. and what brought me to kind of what I'm doing currently is, as I started my psychology practice, as we started really building our family and uh, such. What happened was the grind just became unbearable. There was something that happened in healthcare where every year in private practice, my payment would go down my hourly rate that I was being, you know, reimbursed by insurance and we're adding children and our income's going down. And so hence the grind. And it did a number on me, Tidra. And I had my emotional rock bottom and I'm 49. And that was probably in my early, early thirties. And, coming out of my emotional rock bottom, um, where I was clinically depressed and just absolutely lost, I rebuilt my life. And as I rebuilt my life, really, my purpose and my desire was to kind of move from pathology, which is a big focus of therapy, you know, like working, helping people with just their pathology. And I wanted to transition to helping people with their possibility, I guess is the best way I could describe it. And through a course of, um, I became an entrepreneur and I was really, really bad at it. And in the course of being really, really bad at it, I asked my mentor, like, well, how come you're so successful? And she said, well, I have a coach. And I said, well, what's a coach? I mean, I didn't even know anything about this world. And I had a coaching session and really that was where this whole idea was birthed. I was like, I want to do that. I want to do that. I want to be a coach. I would be a really good coach because I'm a psychologist and I actually understand mindset and And then I just got busy becoming a student of all the things that I wanted to be. A speaker, I hired a speaking coach, I became saleswoman of the year. I hired a sales coach. Like I just I'm I'm definitely a student through and through. And some of these visions that are placed on your heart, you know, these dreams, some of them I'm I'm not sure you can tell exactly where they came from, other than I don't know, just it's from God. God gave me a divine assignment, you know. I I wanted to be a speaker and a writer and a and a coach, so what? What is your sign? Sagittarius.
0: Knew you knew it. Knew it. How you know? Because I'm a Sagittarius. And listen, listen, wait, wait. Twenty twenty three. One of my biggest goals is to become a speaker. I am also a a seeker of knowledge. I just dive in like, oh, I want to learn about that. And I want to learn about, so I knew, when is your birthday? December 4th. It's coming up. I am the 16th. I knew you were a Sagittarius because I'm like, we're the same person. It was interesting Mm -hmm. when I was growing up, I was a little girl. I wanted to be a psychologist. Oh my
1: gosh. Yes.
0: I have, twins.
1: I have the funniest story for you about the speaking. I'll tell you very quickly. But six yes. years ago, I was like, I want to be a speaker. And I remember hiring my first marketing guru. And I said, I want to be a speaker. How does one become a speaker? And she goes, I think you speak. Yes. <laughs> I said, "No, that is a really good idea. <laughs> how do you, how do I go and do that?" And she just was like, "You have to just find your ideal client and invite yourself to the party." And I did, and I spoke forty four yeah. times my first year, and the rest is really history, you know. So you already are a speaker. You're on a podcast, so this is so exciting,
0: All right? <laughs> Exactly. I knew it. I was like, oh my God, if she doesn't sound like me, she has to be a Sagittarius. That's I knew so it. Cool. I knew it. Oh my God. Okay. So you help high performers. How do you help them? And when they come to you, like what I'm pretty there's always a common thread from yeah. client to client. Like, you know, they're all very similar. What is that? You are so right. And it, it took me a
1: couple, a couple minutes to figure out what that common thread was because I started to listen to my clients that started to come and see me. And what they would say over and over is I just want to get out of my own way. Mm. So I always love to define what high performance is because some people have a much different definition of it. And some people even say like, no, I don't want to be a high performer because of their definition. And so the definition of high performance based is based on brendan Burchard's definition and brendan Burchard is the world's number 1 high performance coach and was oprah's coach so he has been my mentor and if it's good enough for oprah it's good enough for us right so um high performance really has these pillars and i guess in essence it's like the woman who wants it all but You want it all based on your own definition of what that success would look like. So the pillars of high performance are basically you're in the top, you know, three to five percent of whatever it is you're up to on this planet. Um, You stay there for long periods of time. So what's fascinating to me about that is the psychology and the science of High performers aren't crashing and burning. High performers aren't suddenly, you know, they were the top person and now you haven't heard from them in three years because they burnt themselves out. High performers, it's it's like the Oprah model, right? She didn't just all of a sudden go into the witness protection program. Like, where's Oprah? Like, they have these careers of excellence for 50, 60 years. That's fascinating to me, okay? Mm -hmm. And there's a science of, like, how do people actually do that? The third pillar is they enjoy unparalleled levels of joy, confidence and engagement. So compared to their non-high performing peers, they're happy. We all want that. They're confident, we all want that, and they're engaged, which means they feel their day. They're like awake in their life. They're not just going through the motions. They're they're not answering like how are you doing? They, they wouldn't say fine because they they don't want to feel fine, you know? They're they're alive. They're intentional. There's very intentional and then the last piece and this is this is what i take a stand for tidra is they enjoy the greatest world class relationships and health so they don't have success at the expense of the things that matter most they don't, you know, have success and then all of a sudden forget the name of their children, you know, because they haven't seen their children in three years. They, they're they not, you know, um, at the top making all the money, but they accidentally gained 68 pounds and they let themselves, you know, absolutely get unhealthy. Like that, it's, right? So how? And when you study 30, 40 years of psychology and high performance, that's the easy part for me. I know exactly how to help people become high performers because there's a science to it and I geek out over it. So, yeah. Right.
0: Teach all those things. Do you, like, really love studying, like, quantum physics? I do now. I have
1: just, like, learned about all of this. Like, Dr. Joe Dispenza's work, right? Like, all the neuroscience. We didn't learn all that back when I was in graduate school in the 90s. And I always knew... We are missing this spirituality part of us in this whole discussion. I knew in graduate school, like, why aren't we asking any of these questions? And I, I define spirituality very simply as your relationship with your highest, most wise self. Some of us call that God. Some of us call that energy, the quantum field. But it's all God's thoughts. It's all from source, right? So now I do. And so my, my business is called The Higher Life. But that was just renamed that a couple of years ago, teacher because I wanted to incorporate this idea that, our superpower is our higher power. Like, we cannot leave this part of us behind. We are human beings having these spiritual experiences. And so, what made you ask that? That's so cool. Like, because
0: you are me and I am. <laughs> My God, I, just, I just feel like I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> I love it. I'm so excited. Yeah. So, I didn't go to school for psychology. Even though I wanted to, I just never did. I had a, a a baby at fifteen years old. and so I had to become a mother, and my life just went in a different direction. But in a roundabout way, I'm still teaching that, you know I'm still operating with the mind, right? Um So because you did study this, connect what you learned in school with manifestation. How does that go hand in hand?
1: So we have all of this it's a great question actually yesterday in my mastermind I have a mastermind in my business and yesterday's topic was manifesting miracles. Those are like two words that I never thought I would ever use in my business. Like yeah. I just never I, I was I didn't come from that world of talking like that but um now I I translate all of the science and the the cognitive work and the cognitive knowledge of the power of our mind into all of this. And so I see manifesting as all the things we know that our brains do in order to manifest things like visualize, we spend a couple minutes every day in our future life. We experience what it is to feel the way she's going to feel. And that Mm -hmm. allows us to scientifically draw her in and be her now. Like all, all the things that quantum physics teaches us, you know, It was always there. We just hadn't discovered it, I suppose, But um, as as humans. But, you know, the brain is a goal-achieving machine. It doesn't know how not to go and find what you're telling it to go look for. It doesn't know how not to. So if my dream is to live in Cabo, which it is, in a house in Cabo with my husband, you know, it's like the brain's like, well, does this get us closer to Cabo? Does this get us closer to Cabo? I'm always running my decisions by my dream. That helps me manifest. We also know that manifestation happens when we are in a positive state of mind and we're feeling good. So Mm -hmm. it makes kind of the business of how do you, how do you become happy? Very important. The Dalai Lama says the purpose of our lives is to be happy. I mean, that's not something I ever learned growing up. That was so counter, that's so counter culture. It's so counter like religion it's like what do you mean the purpose of your life is to be happy purpose of your life is to be happy so you can manifest you can serve the people you're supposed to serve like it's all related and you know this yeah, and so um you know the brain is our best business builder of course it's our it's our, it's it's everything and really learning how to harness it so it's not a dangerous neighborhood to hang out in and that's actually you know a friendly place yeah. takes training and makes me a super fast manifester people in my Mm -hmm. life are like wow you go so fast and because because i know how to train your brain to do that the the laws Uh, of the universe are so strong and so powerful you're not powerful enough to make them not work for you so success is inevitable if you understand this right yeah but that took a lot lot of healing took a lot of healing you know and knowledge and yeah. studying it and living it and all the things.
0: You really do have to feel like Noah Goddard says, the feeling is the secret. The feeling and is the yeah, so many people don't know how to feel, they don't know what it feels like to have the thing, right? Because they've never experienced the thing and you seem to work with women who have been doing the work for a while would that be fair true right yes yeah okay and i up until this point have been working with beginners uh-huh. and so they're they're learning how to um start on their journey and they're, they're trying to figure it out. Right. And I always tell them you have to feel it. And if you've never experienced a million dollars because you, you've never had it or you don't have millionaire friends, then you need to go with a millionaires hang out because it's an energy that is not housed in Walmart. Like mm. how many millionaires do you know that shop at Walmart? I don't know any. Right, Because they go after the experience and they would rather have a peaceful experience and spend a little bit more money at Target or by ordering their things to their home versus going to a Walmart. Does that make sense?
1: Yes. And this is the piece yeah. that it's so pivotal. You're when you, When one visualizes, it's not about the thing the goal it's about how you feel when you get there and you know this so believe what teacher's saying the olympians that picture themselves getting the gold medal they're picturing how does it feel to look at my mom in the crowd and she's crying and we did it like they're 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 visualizing the feeling and sometimes i think and, and i wonder what you think about this teacher but i think what happens is if our dreams are so Far from what we can imagine, we we cannot imagine how it would be to feel it. And so what I recommend is picking a goal or a, a spot on the timeline that's closer to home that you can actually experience. I call it go from like one breadcrumb to the next breadcrumb. So if God's laying these breadcrumbs and they are our desires. Start with the desires that you can actually feel. So the body will tell you this. So the feeling, when you when you say feeling, it's not in our brain. We don't find this in our brain. We find it in our body. Yes. Also not taught in psychology. That was not taught okay. in grad school. So what do I mean? I mean, the first goal that I had, let's say I wanted to be a millionaire. I can't even imagine what that would feel like when I'm starting. So what could I imagine? I could imagine, and I started here. Remember, my husband and I said, the first goal is to have enough money that if the refrigerator broke, we could go over to the Home Depot and pick out any fridge we wanted that we could get behind. We could understand what that would feel like. And then that happened. And then it was time to figure out, well, what's the next breadcrumb? What's the next desire? What's the next dream? And so part of the problem is we're manifesting these things that we can't tangibly feel. So come back to what you can feel and work from there.
0: Yeah. I love that. Um, I am, and I'm pretty sure you are too, but I am just jump off the cliff type of girl. Right. Um, But I do like the idea of what I would call the lowest hanging fruit right? What is going to get you there little by little? Um, And I also really believe in exposure. And that's one of my words for 2023 is exposure and the other is experience. Because I believe that once you've exposed yourself to this lifestyle that you envision, and vision is just a preview, right? Of what's already happened, right? So, yeah, it's already happened. This is why you're seeing glimpses of it. So that should tell you right there that it's possible, right?
1: If you if you all really understood what she just said, that should light you up like nothing else. When I really understood that, if I can visualize it, means it's happened. I was yeah. like, oh my gosh, I'm a millionaire! Like it's already there. I just have to step into it. Yeah. That's all that you have
0: to do. It's, it's, it's like God showing you what's possible, yes. but it's not going to fall into your lap. I wish that it did, but it's not going to fall into your lap. You have to take inspired action and go after the opportunities that you keep praying for. But a lot of people want it to show up in a way that they don't have to do anything. But that's why I you love, love the are Sorry.
1: That's why I love the name of your podcast. It's Alignment is my superpower. And so align and grow rich. Think and grow rich. Yes, we know this. We know that everything starts with a thought and we need that. But then we need to um, take the aligned action. And alignment, there's a word going around that that people are loving to use, and it's called embodiment. And people are like, we got to embody it. Well, what does that actually mean? To me, from what I understand,
0: embodiment means to take a thought – Now, we're gonna hop right back into the episode, but I want to let you guys know that we here at Align and Grow Rich, the podcast, we are finally to a space where we are accepting ads for the show. So, if you have a business, product, service, event, or something that you would like to launch and share it with our audience here on Align and Grow Rich, Go ahead, shoot us an email, media at TidraChanel.com, and we will send you over the sponsored packages so that you can sign up for a 30, 60, or 90-second ad to be aired right here with the Align and Grow Rich podcast. Just FYI, last year, we were heard in over 43 countries. So get your business out there, get your business heard, launch your product, launch your service right here on the Align and Grow Rich podcast. Our email is media at tdashanelle.com, and we're also going to have it down in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Say you're muted. I love to say that what got you here won't get you there. So if you are in a place that you're like, okay, I'm cool here, but I'm not happy. I'm ready to go to the next level, yet you continue to do the same things that you've always done. How in the heck do you expect to get to another level? How do you expect to collapse time when you're lazy or when you procrastinate or when you're going after perfectionism? It's impossible.
1: We really are the same person, aren't we, Teacher? <laughs> it's right. like listening to myself. I, right. hysterical. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love listening to you is what I mean. Um. I always tell my clients be her now. Yeah. And you're saying the same thing. It's like, well, I imagine that there's this ideal self, this ideal version of ourselves, and she is always available. And she's just like hanging out next to us. But she needs us to consult with her for us to listen to her, to ask her questions, and then to listen. So I have this idea that like, again, she's always there. And so I can say, well, what would you do? What decision would you make? How would you show up? What kind of wife would you be when your husband comes home? What what kind of friend will you be when you go to the coffee date? What would a millionaire do right now? What what would you order off the menu? Would you get yourself to the gym? All those things. She knows the directions. And it's, yeah. it's all those questions that we can't Google. We can't Google our higher self. But she uh-huh. is always there. We just need to consult with her. Yeah, And I just think that's so exciting because that is alignment. What are we aligning to when we talk about alignment? We're aligning to her. We're aligning to our source, our God. We're aligning to our mission. We're aligning to our goals. We are in alignment with our identity that will bring us there. That's why I yeah. love Align and Grow Rich. Like, that is the way.
0: Thank you. Yes. Um, how much time do we have left? We have <laughs> I'm good. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm assuming, and you don't have to, you know, if it's too much, I'm assuming you make at least six figures in your business. I
1: did. I, I do. I did the okay. first year and ever since. Yeah.
0: Okay. But there was a time when you were practicing that things started, started to dwindle, right? You said in your, in your revenue. So what was the shift what do you think, or what do you know you had to do to really step into that higher level income? You know, so I never made six figures
1: in psychology um there was just not enough hours in the day to work my little behind off and and do that, but when I became an entrepreneur, um there were a couple of years before I started my coaching company where I didn't have that success, and what was going on for me in that? time of my life was, uh, I call them the four P's of pain. I was trying to become successful by proving, pushing, pleasing, and performing and perfecting. Like I was, I was, I was trying to prove my worth through all the things I was doing. And what happens when you shift from proving to being pulled, being pulled by your vision That was the game changer for me. It was like my worth is established. I got nothing to prove. So what would I do and how would I show up if that were the case? And what Mm -hmm. happens is your energy changes. And you become this attractive lighthouse that calls in the ships that are resonating with you. Yeah. And so I always heard and I never understood what this meant. And it always upset me because I didn't understand what it meant until I did. But there's this idea that... Money is the result of who you are becoming. And I would always hear that. I'll be like, well, well, that must mean I'm not good enough. What do you mean I have to become someone else? Does that mean I'm not good enough? And it's not about good enough. It's about the energy. And it's like working on that piece, I became magnetic. I became... Also, I would say, Tidra, I really shifted. I had some people witness my success when I started to when I succeeded. I shifted from being about Aaron and like, I am I'm great and look at what I did and to totally shifting to I can help you climb your own Mount Everest. I have climbed Mount Everest and people are like, okay, great. But I want to know how to climb Mount Everest. And my Mount Everest is different than your Mount Everest, but can you help me climb it? And that's when everything shifted too. And I see a lot of people playing this game on social media of like, I just had a six figure day and I did this and I did this. And I swear to God, it's not lasting. The pendulum is switching because I don't care about you. I want to know what you can do for me. And so that when I shifted the marketing, the message to, I can help you that's also when everything shifted and I don't, I I wasn't conscious that I was doing it that mm-hmm. I was making it all about me I didn't know, I didn't know but that's when things shifted
0: so you used the word pull right? Hmm? so when you said pull, what I heard was you shifted into your femininity yes. you- oh my gosh yeah So what we know about femininity and masculinity is femininity pulls and masculinity pushes. And if we think about the anatomy of male and female, right, we don't need to get graphic, but there's really something about uh, relaxing into your feminine power that just changes the entire game. And that can be really difficult, I was saying this um, on a a solo cast that I just recorded that I was raised by a Black single mother. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm a Black girl, right? (laughs) And so as as Black women, we have been forced to be strong all the time, right? We've been met with so much opposition that we have to be strong. So we, we really sit in our masculinity a lot. And I truly believe that's why so many women of color struggle Mm. as much as they do, as much as we do, because we're so masculine. We have to be so hard all the time. So can you go a little bit more into the power of really connecting to your femininity and how it really does shift your entire existence?
1: Oh my gosh. I love this conversation, you know, some people, I just want to say, don't have the privilege of moving out of that masculinity, like you're saying. That That's a privilege to be able to it move really out is. of that, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, this is how it shows up. So when you do the work of envisioning your future self and you ask, like, how does she move and what does she think and how does she hold her body and how is she presenting herself and how is she being what was very clear to me was she wasn't in this frenetic manic energy of like making people do things and blah blah she was very grounded is the word that i realized that it was she was Mm -hmm. my future self is very like um grounded ethereal powerful but yet attractive, approachable, but calm, which is not how I was in my masculine energy. Mm -hmm. By spending time in my body, imagining that I recently witnessed the change. So I used to do a lot of Facebook lives with my husband and in my masculine energy of doing pushing, I was always interrupting him. And I didn't know that I was, but he always knew. And he'd be like, why are you always interrupting me, honey? Like, it, and I just, and I, and I look back and I was that frenetic energy of like, but I got to make it happen. I got to show, I got to put a smile on and I got to, it was like this version of myself I had to bring. And when I'm led by my higher self, I just did a Facebook guy with her two days ago and I rewatched it and I was like, I don't, there she is. There she is. Yeah, it translated into this who I am, and so when you get in touch with this idea of, because masculine is a beautiful thing too. Like it's not that we're not going to be ma- masculine. Doesn't it's not a gender it, gender discussion. It's an no. energy. So the energy of doing versus the energy of being. Right. It's it's tricky to market being. It's not super sexy. It doesn't sell. But when you ask that part of you, it's like, what, this was the greatest question ever asked me by one of my mentors. She said, what, what is your business asking you? Like, what is it asking of you? And I said, Mm -hmm. "It, it is asking me to be patient and faithful Okay. Well, there aren't any three-day workshops on how to be patient. Okay, that no one wants to buy patience. They want a three days, three step, three hacks to success. Go become a millionaire in three days. They want that workshop, right? And then she said, "What? What will it? What is it? What's required to keep you faithful and patient?" And I was like, "Well, that's the best question I've ever been asked in my entire lifetime." And I asked my higher self, and she knew immediately. In order to stay patient and faithful to this dream, I need to stay connected to my source, and I need to keep taking care of myself, my body. Now, for you and everyone else, it'll be a different answer, but that beingness is that thing that Tidra was saying of, you know, it's a knowing. It's a knowing that I'm already in my desirable reality as a millionaire living in my Cabo house, even though it hasn't happened through my being. And when I shifted that being, it's like people came out of the woodworks to hire me. People, people join people. This is the most practical way I can describe it. People don't join companies. They don't join brands. They don't join products. They join you. Yes. Yes. They hire you because they want whatever you've got going on. That is your being.
0: Yeah. And there's something about you that resonates, obviously. People buy people. It's not about, and it's not about how much money you make and all of your accolades. I don't give a shit about that. No one cares. Listen, because when you're broke, You're like, look, Fred, that's cool and all, but can you teach me how to get them six figures?
1: (laughs) And then what's really interesting, Tidra, is then when you, let's say you become a millionaire, then you hire people, not because you don't know the way, but because you want to go with them. That's a whole another level of mentorship. It's what you said at the very beginning of, I want to be around other millionaires because I want to calibrate my energy up. Not the masculine is... Show me the way. Show me what to do. Show me how, 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 how. What do I need to do? And the calibration is the energy feminine. I need to hang out with the people who have the energy and the and the life that I am calibrating up to.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because they just think differently. They think differently. I, I love to study highly successful people. I've been doing it for close to 10 years. Because there was a point in my time in, in time where I was too broke to afford a mentor. So all I could afford to do was buy Think and Grow Rich it was four dollars on Amazon. That was the first self-development book I ever read. And I could afford to watch people interviews yes. on YouTube for yes. free. Yeah. And um I still do that to this day. Like it's it's yes. it's I'd rather do that, listen to a podcast, read a book, than watch TV because I'm not growing watching TV, you know? So I was listening to uh, a young gentleman talk about how he paid $35,000 for I think like a two or three hour flight on a private jet because he has small children. And he just couldn't fathom he and his wife lugging children and luggage through the airport. So he was like, I'd rather just pay the $35,000, get to where I need to go. And it's, you know, we just ride right up to to the airplane and then get back. And I saved so much time and frustration. That's how highly successful people think. Whereas... Most people are like $35,000 just for like a two, three hour fight. Are you kidding me? But it's, it's just how they think because they know that time is money and I could spend, you know, two, three hours waiting. What is it? You know, you have to arrive to the airport early and, and do all the checks and whatever. Whereas if you just hire a private jet, you roll right up to the, to the jet, get on and go about your business and in their minds, they can be making that money back while on the plane versus sitting and trying to, you know, rustle through the airport. Um, So that's why I think it's so important to really be around highly successful people because they force you to think about things that you never would have thought about before.
1: Success leaves clues, right? Yeah, They're leaving all the clues. And I always say, find your first mentor in a book. Hang out with them in your mind, in, in a book if you can't afford them. There were so many years that Oprah was on my personal board of directors. I've never met Oprah, you know, but I put these people on my personal board of directors and I consulted with them. What would you do? What do you think I should do? You know? The other thing I want to say about this, like, private flight and private jet thing feminine energy is very much about desire and yeah. it's about not what you what you need it's about what you desire yeah and so there is a point where you realize just because you desire it means it's a desi- it's good that, that that desires are from god that's what the word means desire means of god which is so mm-hmm. interesting but if i desire it then it's worthy to be desired. Full stop. End of sentence. That's it. It, You don't have to explain it. You don't have to prove it. There is no reason why I need a Louis Vuitton to carry my chapstick when a $20 purse would carry my chapstick. I desire to carry my chapstick in a Louis Vuitton. Desire is not about need. Desire. The feminine energetics is not about need Need mm-hmm. is like a millimeter away from poverty. Need is a millimeter is. away from lack.
0: Desperation, yes. So that
1: way of thinking is the way of thinking that when you get in those different rooms, you're like, I've never known how to think like that. I've yeah. only figured out how to think about what I need and, and how to you know stay out of debt and how to pay the bills. Desire is a whole different game and that's, that's the feminine energetics.
0: Is Louis Vuitton one of your favorite uh-huh. brands? Uh, yes. I'm looking at my Louis over there. I have all the Louis things, all the SLGs. Like it's my it's my thing. Shut up. I swear to on. God.
1: I I've started my collection. I have one. I will have many more. Um oh my gosh.
0: Louis Vuitton is my favorite. I go in there and and I have my essay, who is Carly, and I just have all the fun. And I used to teach, uh, I I did it twice, it was called Ritual Week. And at the end of the week, the last day, I told the mentees to go out and go to a, a Gucci, a Louis, a Chanel, and buy something. It can be something really small. It can be the cheapest thing that they have in the store. But just go for the experience, right? But we need to get out of that Walmart mentality, right? Go for the experience and treat yourself to a $300 card holder. you know? You'd be surprised at how many people had such a hard time doing that. It is so Because in their minds, it's like, how am I going to get this money back? Is it really worth it? Of course it's worth it. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Money. Because it makes you
0: feel so good.
1: Money mindset
0: work is a really
1: important piece. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I find the more money that I circulate, I don't, I don't really like thinking about money as in I'm spending it because in my mind it ends when I spend it. So I like to use the term I'm circulating money because it's coming back you know you and this right. makes perfect sense
1: Cur- currency it's called a current it needs to right. stay moving i finally learned this things that don't move stay stagnant and rot and and get gross and not, no movie know. money is like breath it goes in it comes out you pay the bills mm-hmm. it comes back in it's going to be like that mm-hmm. for the rest of your life it's the most freeing
0: concept it
1: wants yeah. to be moved
0: and it's everywhere and it's abundant and there's more than enough to go around one of my affirmations that i recently started saying because it just popped in my head is i am a money portal oh so good
1: okay okay i want to leave you with this thought so i have a i have a sweet son zachary he's 11 and yesterday on the car ride he goes Okay, Elon Musk has, by the way, Elon Musk has like $161 billion. So whatever you think about Elon Musk is not the point of the story. So he says, do you know how much money Elon Musk would make every single day if he made that much money since Jesus walked the earth? So 2022 years of making money. Uh Elon Musk, to make what he's worth now, that's $256,000 a day. Okay, like we can't even hardly fathom it. But what I want you to hear in this story is if that's the case, it's available to all of us. And that is the part that you got to wrap your head around that there are trillions of dollars in the world and they are not running away from you. They, they, Elon Musk wasn't born a billionaire. Mm -hmm. If that much money is circulating, it's limitless and if we are sourced and we are God's thoughts then we are limitless right it's like we're it's the transitive property in math if this then this then i am this you know it's we are we are infinite wealth materialized yeah if you don't know what we're talking about go and study it and I didn't know what we were talking about a couple of years ago. I would never have known what you were talking about, Tadra. I'd be like, what, what? And, and I studied it and I, I voraciously consumed it. I wanted to think that way. I wanted to understand. Yeah. So, so go figure it, go, go understand it.
0: My, one of my old mentors, she used to say, "God, uh, money is God in manifestation. It is. So if God is
1: source, if God is whatever you call God, if this is just the source of all things, then everything that we see is the universe and the universe is
0: God's thoughts. So we are God's thoughts. So Mm -hmm. that's how that all works. Yeah. Yeah. And if we're made in the likeness and image of God, whether you're Christian or not, you know, um, not you think that God, we deserve to have it all. A lot of people don't
1: believe we they do. We are all. Yeah. And, you know, we've grown up in a world that is consumeristic and patriarchal that wants us to not. What's going to happen if the world's full of women that just know that we're worth all of it? <laughs> we're not going to need all all of you that teach us that we need all of you. Do you see what right. I'm saying? This right. is a whole other podcast, right? It's right. like, what happens when w- the wealth gets in the hands of women? And why are people so scared of that? Yeah, right.
0: You know? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So before I let you go, I really like to ask a few questions. Number one is, what is a book that you would recommend that you would say changed your whole mindset or business?
1: The Law of the the Way of Integrity by Martha Beck, and it's a recent one. It's probably my favorite book. Um, And also a recent one, the Everyday. Hero Manifesto by Robin Sharma. Those two books. Okay. If I was stranded on an island, I could read those the rest of my lives. Rest of my life.
0: Twenty twenty three. What is one huge goal that you want to accomplish, whether it be personal or in business? Twenty twenty three is the year I become a
1: millionaire. I've already seen it, mm-hmm. so that's what's happening.
0: Perfect. And to the woman, because I know my audience so well, to the woman who is struggling, who is in her feelings and feeling really bad about herself and about her life. And she has these visions, right? But she just doesn't know how to get there. She doesn't know what to do. What would you tell her?
1: Get help from someone who can help you. So your thinking got you there, you know, I I am, you probably would agree, like I'm never going to be done
0: trying to figure out
1: how to to reckon with myself. And I, you know, my best thinking got me here. So I'm, high performance is social, which just means success is social, which just means we don't do any of this alone. And we just don't. Again, if you need to start in a book, if you need to start with a podcast, and you need to be, you know, virtual buddies with this person that you've never even met in your life. But, like, you receive the receive, and be curious for other perspectives.
0: What is the biggest lesson on your journey that you have learned? Ooh.
1: I had to unlearn. I mean, my mission on the planet is to set the captives free. And what do I? What that means to me is free from unworthiness, perfectionism, and self-doubt. So my core wound in my life was I'm not good enough. So it's just a constant, constant growing, repairing, unlearning, peeling back the layers of I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy to what's actually true, which is that we are born worthy. Bliss is our birthright and nothing has changed.
0: Is there anything that you would like to leave the listeners with? I do want to say that all of her information will be down in the show notes, uh, but is there anything that you want to leave them with, like one last gem or nugget?
1: What's come into my mind and my heart right now is if there's a desire on your heart, it's meant for you, and there, there's a there's a process of learning how to trust yourself, but you, the process is actually trusting yourself. So how do you grow trust in yourself? You trust yourself. And, and so hang out with that ideal self. Start asking her questions. Ask her, what, do, what would you have me know? What do you want me to know? She knows the way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. almost forgot. Every successful person has a morning and night routine. They have their non-negotiables of things that they do every single day. What is that for you?
1: Yeah. Morning, I do my um, spiritual reading. So I have a book right now. It's the Abundance Book. You're going to love this book. Oh, my gosh. It's tiny. It's little. $7, the Abundance Book. And I read out of there. I read out of my devotional. I um, also have a mantra that I read that I say out loud over and over that I've just created for myself that has all sorts of beautiful affirming words. Um, I work out, I drink my two cups of water, I get my greens in, and um, I set my intention for the day. And then um, at night, I read before I go to bed, and I am grateful. And that's a lot of my routine my routine is a lot throughout spread throughout the day though because high performers are constantly activating mm-hmm. themselves throughout the day so but yeah the morning routine is critical do you meditate at all I do I do it in like seven minute spurts in the day when I hit a mental block mm. and I um I transform that energy in my body and I overcome it and then I move on.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for joining us Dr. Erin. This was fun. We are officially sisters. Officially.
1: Officially doppelganger. I have found my doppelganger. Great. Oh, thank you for the work you're doing. Thank you Tedra.